Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 on the Faith FM network. And you are joined by Danuta and my fabulous co-host Lawson. Lawson, good morning to you. Good morning. And how are you feeling for another rainy day for us and expecting much, much more rain here, which is exciting because everything's starting to go green. But yeah, what are you, what are you going to be hanging out with and doing later today? Oh, well, I mean, it was, it's real, it was really beautiful on the way here. I had someone pick me up because I wanted to ride my bike in this morning, but Yo. the weather said it was going to be like 95% chance of rain and thunderstorms and whatnot, but there's nothing that's coming out of the sky now, but it's okay <laughs> because I'm getting, I'm going to, to be after this, uh, yeah, hanging out with my sister. It's her birthday today. Shout out, oh, Maddie. Happy birthday, Maddie. Yeah, that's right. She's just turned 69. I, I always make that joke. No, oh. she's, she's, she's 28 and living her best life. And we're going to have brunch together and, and spend some time together. So it's really, really good. Really good day. Lots to, lots to look forward to. And then, you know, just work and stuff to do and, and getting, getting around. Uh, that's, that's the case. It's actually, I'm going to have brunch with my sister and then it's like one of my really good friends' birthdays. I think like they're planning on having lunch and so I might go from brunch to lunch. Whoa, look out. So I'm, I'm, and then, and then book somebody in for tea and you're done for the day. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, and it's just, you know, it's just all over the place. Celebrating people. That's what we do. That's right. It is about celebrating people. So happy birthday, Maddie. And if anyone has a birthday today yeah, or family let member, us know. let us know. Text us in on 0491064669 and we'll shout out a happy birthday to them. And all, all this week, it doesn't have to be just today. But this week, and of course, you know, the thing is that as you get closer to Christmas, people that have birthdays closer to Christmas sometimes feel a bit gypped off, especially if it's their birthdays on Christmas Day or Boxing Day or the day before, because they feel it's all at once. So, yeah, we want to shout out a happy birthday well ahead mm. for you if we can. And coming up on our show today, we have our interview with Dr. Justin Jackson looking at health. And his segment's always great. Uh, in our news, we're looking at new wells in India, and we're also going to Canada today. So two different countries. In our Bible study section, we're looking at Mission to the Powerful, and today we're looking at Naaman. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson, and we're excited for another new day ahead with all of our listeners right across Australia. And so for our very first thing this morning, of course, we're going to start with our first quiz question, please. Lawson, take it away. Yeah, for sure. Our first quiz question for today, fill in the blanks from, this is from Hebrews chapter 13. Okay. It starts here. It says blank for us, for we are confident that we have a good conscience in all things desiring to live honorably. But I urge you to do this, that you that I, sorry, may be restored to you sooner. Blank for us. If you know the answer to that one, 0491-064-669. That is the number to text. And if you text that number with the correct answer, we go into the draw to win our amazing prizes for this week. We have two books which we're giving away to. You will be the recipient of two books. One of them is called Preaching from the Grave, Story of Faith from the Rwandan Genocide by Fidaitis Ndayim Gabe. Amazing book about, well, you know, the terrible, evil carnage that was taking place during the 19th 
1994 uh, genocide in Rwanda and essentially how it is that this person was able to walk in their faith and just be constantly pressed by the the hardships of, of that time. Yeah, incredible and, stuff, isn't it? Yeah. What some people have been through and that genocide was just shocking. Absolutely. Got another book here, The Man, The Anzacs Review. And I might share some more information about that as we get through the show. But again, fill in the blanks from Hebrews chapter 13, 18 and 19. Here it says, blank for us, for we are confident that we have a good conscience in all things desiring to live honorably, honorably. But I especially urge you to do this, that I may be restored to you sooner. 0491 Nine. And we've already got people jumping in with answers being really quick straight away wow. with that one, which is so exciting. And of course, state it or star it if you want to play, but you don't want to go into the draw. Um, and the more times you enter, the more times you actually get the chance to win. The draw happens at quarter to nine on Friday morning, which is exciting. Yes. Last Friday, we mm. had a winner with, with the two prizes. This week, we've got the two prizes for one winner as well. Once again. Hey, this morning, we want to mm. say a shout out, a special Hello and good morning to our listeners in Lakes Entrance in mm. Victoria on 87.6 FM. Have you ever been to Lakes Entrance? Uh, yeah, we're talking about Lakes Entrance down in Victoria. Yes, yeah. not the one here in New South Wales because there's one here, of course, in the Central Coast region. That's right. So <laughs> I have... I believe, I believe I've been there actually, cause I got a bunch of family who lives in like the Gippsland area mm. and whatnot. Like, I think it's like Traugen. And so, yeah, we've been out there. I think when I've gone down to, to visit there, I think I have a, a memory floating around in my head of when I was really young with my grandparents and my cousins going out to Lakes Entrance and, you know, hang, having fun at the beach. And then, Later, being home up here in Newcastle and then going to Lakes Entrance again and being really, really wow, confused. Yeah, and, yeah, I bet. <laughs> and being like, why, how can I, how, why is there a Lake Entrance that's next to my grandparents' place down in Victoria and up here? So, yeah, but hey, shout out Lakes Entrance down in Victoria and all the people who are having beautiful fun spot. down there on the beach, living mm-hmm. their best lives. Yeah, that's it. Great for fishing, beautiful beaches, recreational activities, outdoor ones, especially swimming, surfing and hiking and things like that. But text us in and um, let us know what do you love about the Brecky Show? What makes you listen to the Brecky Show? What do you love about the Lakes Entrance and how long have you actually been there? Beautiful spot. I guess, you know, now with Christmas coming up, a lot of people would actually be booking in or would have actually booked in, I should say, to mm. actually stay there as well over the Christmas break, um, you're, which mm. which I think everyone's starting to look forward to because this time of year gets just really chaotic, don't you find? Mm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just like chaos, like you've got to fit this in, this, 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 and then on top of that people are just going crazy Christmas shopping yeah. and like it, everything gets, seems to get stressful and then Christmas Day it's like – And then it picks up again for Boxing Day because everyone goes shopping. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I was having a chat. One of my really good friends, he was telling me, he owns actually, he owns a motorcycle shop Mm. and he was telling me at the moment, just the amount of parents who call up and they're like, oh, I want a Peewee or a TTI, which is like, you know, these little fifties for like people who are like, I don't know, maybe five, six, seven, classic, classic Christmas present. Mm. I was talking to my dad about it. It was, my sister would have been five years old, wakes up, you know, under the tree, 
your Peewee 50. Uh, and even to this day, and he's just like, yeah, man, every single day we're just getting call after call after call of like, hey, can I get a Peewee? They're like, yep, put a deposit down. And they've just got all their staff at the back making Christmas presents, essentially. <laughs> wow. Just just putting these Peewees together because it's just, it's flat out for the vendors. It's flat out for, for everyone. We're just trying to rush and rush and rush to get things done. Yeah. And then, but yeah, and then that, oh, I'm so looking forward to Christmas. You know, Absolutely. It's always hang out with family. Great. Eating a big meal. So yeah, good. So great good. stuff. And I like the lights that people have on their front yards. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, some good news. We're going to India today. Now, here's the thing, just to give us some background, that water is very scarce in India. Sure. And, you know, it's commonly known, like, you know, people just tend, generally tend to know that there's not good, mm. clean water in a lot of places in India. Um, and so it is scarce, and that's actually going an ongoing water crisis in India. It affects hundreds of millions of people mm. per year. In fact, 1.4 billion people in, in India, yet they actually only have catch this only 4% of the world's fresh water. Mm. Unbelievable. Hey, 1.4 billion people with only 4% of the world's fresh water. Mm. And so what we actually have too is it's partly scarce because of the rivers and the reservoirs dry, drying up over the summer before the monsoon season. The situation has actually worsened, worsened over the last few years due to climate change, of course, and therefore delayed monsoons and therefore drying up of even more reservoirs. Mm. And other reasons also can include things like, for instance, the, um, the, the poor infrastructure mm. um, and oversight of the government and unchecked water pollution as well. So there's an acute water shortage, of course, in India. Now, here's some of the exciting news. They, the wells that they actually do have there that have actually been abandoned and really run down and nothing's been happening, you know, with the wells for years over there, they've actually turned in, turned them into sculptures um, to irrigate uh, the villages. In other words, they've, they've painted these oh, wells. That's so cool. um, there's one here, there's a pavoto here that one has been painted like a present. Yeah. And they've actually put wire and stuff over the top and painted it like with a yellow ribbon. And mm. the actual um, water well is pink, mm. right, with stars all over it. Mm-hmm. Another one is actually got – there's a picture that it's made into like a cup, the look of a cup. Mm. Um, and so it's got like the blue up the top, but it's actually got, you know, um, tulips painted around on the outside of it and things like that. Now, here's, here's the thing, that the water wells have actually rejuvenated things, of course, for them in in the area of Tamil Nadu state in India. And it's actually where they can people actually can actually uh, pull out now clean water uh, mm. is actually being, being pulled out from these wells, um, which is actually really fantastic. Now, here's the thing. It actually got started. It was dreamt up by District Rural Development Agency. It almost sounds like ADRA, doesn't it? Because so, mm. they're DRDA, whereas we are... A-R-A-D-R-A. Um, so yeah. it's almost the same. Yeah. Work commenced in August of last year and it was actually finished in December. And the designs uh, are in the, the ones that I've sort of mentioned. But what it's actually doing is actually attracting people and children to hang around those areas as well as pick mm. up water. But it's become an area of socialisation for them as well, which is really fantastic because they're so eye-catching. Now here, um, the project manager... Prakash Kumar actually says this. This is in Good News Network. He says the wells of this project were strategically chosen based on their location. The mm. well situations situated near overhead water tanks and near water tanks were chosen so that the water overflowing from the tanks would drain into the wells for recharge. 
Um, and the well situated in the low-lying areas were also chosen for the rainwater to automatically drain into the well through the pipeline. So it's a fantastic thing that's actually happened. They're not only getting the water, but what it's actually done is created this sense of community for them, which mm. is absolutely brilliant and fantastic, especially when there's such a shortage of fresh water. And, of course, what we know is that we all need water, but on top of that, fresh water is crucial for good health and well-being. Mm. If we drink bad water, of course, it doesn't give us good health. And sure. you know, my mind went to the story from John four of the good of, of the Samaritan woman at the well, where Jesus comes and asks her, "Give me a drink." And then he, and when she says, you know, who are you asking me? You know, a Jew asking a Samaritan. And he says, you know, of course, he, um, that I am the living water. And he says here further, but the water that I shall give you will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting mm. life. Just fantastic stuff. So give Jesus a go. Yeah. He, yeah. If you're thirsting, come to him mm, because he's the water of life in every way. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. It's come time for our second quiz question, please. All right, our next quiz question. Who intervened to stop David from killing Nabal for his rudeness? 0491-064-669 is the number to text if you know the answer to that one. If you do, go into the draw to win two amazing books, Preaching from the Grave by Fidaitis Nadine Garbe, as well as The Man, The End. Zach's revered the story of William McKenzie or Fighting Mac, who was an Anzac chaplain. So he was there in Gallipoli on the front lines, helping yeah, the, the Anzacs, but also you know bringing to them not just questions of of war strategy and and success, but also uh, questions of the soul. And so this is a powerful, powerful book. We want to give both of these to you for free. You can win both of them in our draw on Friday. But the way to win them is being able to essentially just answer questions correctly. Again, this question here, who intervened to stop David from killing Nabal for his rudeness? If you know the answer to that one, 0491-064-669. Again, 0491-064-669. Okay, and it has come time for our new segment with you, hasn't it? Yeah, that's it's right. It's going to it Canada. Has. Like, yeah. you know what? I was saying to you at Welfare, hey, that Canada was a place that I would have loved to have lived in. I was going mm-hmm. to travel to the UK and then go and stop and work in Canada, but ended up stopping in the UK and living there for two years instead. <laughs> okay, you're but Canada like... is a beautiful place. So I've been to the Rockies around mm. there, Jasper, Banff, beautiful area. Yeah, I've never gotten up to Canada before. I have a bunch of Canadian friends brands from BC and whatnot, like Vancouver area. Um, but yeah, Canada in, in a lot of ways is beautiful and amazing. I'm, I'm a bit torn though, Danuta. I've got a story that kind of involves Canada and then I've got a story that very much involves Canada. And I think one of them is more related to us. So I think I'm going to do that one first. Cool. And it's the kind of involved. And it's actually starting here in New South Wales. And you would have hey. just heard on the news the legalization of voluntary assisted dying mm. here in New South Wales, mm. which New South Wales has become the last state to mm-hmm. legalise voluntary assisted dying, uh, which essentially what that is is, well, usually how it's framed. It's it's assisted suicide or euthanasia. There's a few names for it. But if someone has a terminal medical condition, they can opt to 
prematurely end their life without the full extent of that medical condition taking place and and taking their life. And this is bringing mixed responses from people, isn't it, in every way, like uh, in in this space. Absolutely. I mean, uh, New South Wales is the last state to do this. Everywhere else there has been, you know, states who have stepped up to this. And usually the you could say the guise or the, or the vehicle that brings about voluntary assisted dying and enables it to be passed is stories that you read of people who are paralyzed in wheelchairs and, you know, on the way to die or like, you know, very, very, you know, or people with terminal illnesses. And there'll, there'll be stories of, Oh, you know, my, my husband had cancer and he had to suffer for a six extra months because there was no voluntary assisted dying. And I think we're confronted with these stories and it's like, wow, that sounds like an awful, awful, awful experience that someone has to go through as a result of not being able to prematurely mm. end their life. And I think that that is definitely an argument and that is definitely a circumstance and scenario in which we are very sympathetic for. That it's like very hard, very difficult. But simultaneously, what we can see very clearly is that every country or state or area that has legalized voluntary assisted dying has in some way continued down a slippery slope that has led to this being used for purposes that I think Mm. are not applicable to the kind of situations that we're sympathetic for Mm. or we should, or we not sympathetic for, but we think that voluntary assisted dying should be, Used for one of the examples, well, and the th- and the thing is in the space in that space. So those that are making the decisions to go ahead with that, honestly, feel strongly that they have got the right to do that, and that's why mm. it's giving the mixed feelings of those that you know think it's it shouldn't be used in certain you know in 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 different situations and or or even overall. Yeah. And yet those that are choosing to do it feel very strongly about that, don't they? Mm, absolutely. And I mean, I, I remember all the way back when I was about, oh, I would have been, you know, 19, 20 years old. And I was doing some of my first shows here on the breakfast show. There was a story that came, uh, there was a story that came across our desk and it was essentially that a Dutch teenager, you know, who was 17 years old, she was very much struggling with a lot of trauma being a rape victim, which is a very awful situation. But because of the mental trauma that came along with that, she was seeking voluntary assisted dying Mm. in a country where voluntary assisted dying was legal. And there was huge questions about this more recently. And I I know that we we talked about this situation uh, with Lyle Southwell on the show Mm. in in Canada, Mm -hmm. in which there was an army veteran. They were struggling heavily from PTSD. They had called up their local veteran affairs office to try and get some treatment and they're like oh, you know i need to work with a counselor or whatever it may be and they had sustained some injuries from war but they were still living their life and whatnot and they're like oh, i just you know need to talk to people and I, I i need to get some help with this and the suggestion was brought to them oh well have you ever thought about euthanasia you know your your life and what you're going through at the moment is really really difficult have you ever thought about euthanasia and this person reacts to that and they're like euthanasia like like what, are you just going to kill me because I'm depressed? Like, well, how is that something to be mm. suggested to me? And now even in Canada, and this is our relation to, to Canada, uh, they're, they're now, you know, the Parliament of 
Canada, they've called together a committee um, and they're thinking of expanding the Canada's assisted suicide program, their voluntary, um, you know, assisted dying program to also include minors. Mm. So people under the age of 18, mature minors. um, And it's like, oh, you know, whose deaths are reasonably foreseeable. Mm -hmm. But the question is, what is reasonably foreseeable? How how do we define that? Where does it stop? And and it seems as though countries that legalize assisted dying, always it's under the guise that, oh, this is for people with terminal illnesses and the you know this is the strictest laws on assisted dying in the world we've got all these committees and all these reviews but every single time it walks down those steps it seems as though at the end of the day yeah it it, it just leads to more people you know committing committing suicide and not in a positive way and and that's actually what has been showed uh a recent study has been done that the, and that recent study was titled, Does Legalizing Assisted Suicide Actually Make Things... Does it make things better or worse? So what is it? What did it show? And the outcome and the findings is that the legalization of assisted suicide has actually led to the increase of more self-inflicted suicides. Wow. And it's actually a reflection of what's going on within the culture of that country, mm. the, you know, the group feel of that country, the fact that the government is saying, oh, suicide is a valid option to, to deal with these, you know, certain problems. And I think people, then there are people who are taking that into their own hands, unfortunately. But I think all of these questions and all of these issues lead me to, the situation where I, I think, yes, it's a very touchy subject. And, and when, again, it's being advocated for here in New South Wales and it's being, you know, legalized today to allow it to happen, it's, it's always with very, very harsh scenarios and situations of, hey, you know, my, my wife, my husband, my cousin, they were made to, you know, live an extra six months in excruciating pain. And you see this situation, it's like, wow, that is so sad, that is so hard. But at the same time, like, I simultaneously, I don't want, I I don't want to see people under eighteen dying, like well, that's from, it. from assisted suicide in a context where oh, what is what's the they had a foreseeable death because oh, and what, what's the reason for their foreseeable death? Well, actually, they're depressed and it's likely that they would commit suicide. So. We're just going to get it out of the way. I'm like, no, this is so terrible. This is so There's awful. so many aspects to this whole story, isn't there? And, well, to, to all of the legislation with that now, there's mm. so many aspects to it. And, and you know, the question arises so much too, how much is it also related to the fact that people are just generally feeling fearing death? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, you know, the pain, there's the painful part of, of terminal illness mm. that people find really hard. But also, is it also, how much, how much of it is also related to the fact that they fear death and they don't yeah. have the hope, you know, beyond, um, beyond what happens after death? That's right. And so I think ultimately, you know, what we advocate here for on the breakfast show is that, people would you know strive to live as god has called them to live you know god has made clear life is better than death you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. It's come time for our next quiz question, please, before we have our interview today. Yeah, here we go. The phoenix is found in the Bible. True or false? The phoenix is found in the Bible. If you know the answer to this one, 0491 064 669. And this is 
Like, you know, sometimes we have multiple choice, you know, A, B, C, or D. This is just T or F, guys. You've got a 50-50 chance of getting it right. The Phoenix is found in the Bible. 0491-064-669. Of course, if you get that correct, you're going to the draw to win our two amazing books. You've got The Man That the Anzacs Revered and Preaching from the Grave. We want to give both of those to you absolutely for free. We're going to be drawing them on Friday. But again, that question is, The Phoenix is Found in the Bible, True or False? 0491 Yeah, and we always love our interviews here on Faith FM. We've Mm. got some fabulous ones. And Dr. Justin Jack, sorry, pressed the wrong number (laughs) button there again. Mm. Uh, Dr. Justin Jackson, of course, is our regular on the show here as well. And Dr. Justin Jackson, are you there? Absolutely, Danuta. And yes, it is just an incredible segment where we look at Gems for Life from Creation Week could really just discover how God's embedded health and well-being in every element in that in those first few chapters of Genesis. Absolutely. We love the gems that you share. So welcome back. We're really excited with what you'll be sharing mm. with us today on the Gems for Life from Creation Week. So what's our topic for today? Well, it's a bit of a different one today. The topic was actually triggered by a conversation with a dentist, which opened a whole room of discovery, which I had never walked into before. Mm-hmm. So here's a question. Have you noticed how some people seem to eat all right, not too much sugar, don't eat in between meals, don't drink soft drink, and yet still get holes in their teeth, while others don't really seem to have too much trouble at all? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> yes. I, I don't talk to too many people about their teeth. I just know, mm. I know that my teeth are all right. So I, I mean, but I, I do notice like my, my dad gets a fair few feelings, but I just assume even though he doesn't eat that much sugar and whatnot, but then I just assume that's just because he's getting older. So, but yeah, yeah is, is well, it, this, do we see a big difference there between people? The, this, this, this was um, something that I've noticed in, in my family and people sort of blame genetics, but this um, gem today really teaches us about our breathing, how we breathe, and its associated health benefits. Mm. Wow. True. It's to do with breathing. And does that have an effect on our teeth? Well, it it absolutely does. Not only our teeth, but, um, yeah, as I've unpacked this, I've discovered many aspects of health. So when we breathe, we move about 10,000 litres of air in a day, Mm. so much more than what we eat or drink. Um, And... Yeah. Have you noticed whether you breathe through your nose or through your mouth? I am a nose breather. Uh, I, I'll breathe through my mouth when I'm running. I kind of, I always, I'm conscious when I'm like running or doing exercise. I'm like, breathe through my nose, breathe through my nose, breathe through my nose. And then you actually watch when you watch the Olympics and marathons and stuff, like the, as they start to get more and more tired, their mouth starts opening up and they start trying to take yeah. in air through there as they're getting fatigued. But I know I'm like, I'm, I'm a nose breather. I'm a nose breather too. But I must say, sometimes oh, well, I wake up at night time and I'm, my mouth is open. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, I'm breathing through my mouth. <laughs> yeah. um, well, no wonder you, you, your teeth are good. Um, if you're both nose <laughs> ah, okay, there you go. You, Tell us more. Uh, yeah, well, our gym comes from the creation week, of course, and it tells us that God breathed into Adam's nose the breath of life. Mm. I don't know if you've ever focused on that before. I, I hadn't really. Um, but that 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 is a, a truly brilliant gem. We don't appreciate our noses like we should. 
they're, they're just designed a wonderful way. Nostrils are really narrow, mm. so the speeds up as it enters the nose, and then it really opens up into this wide cavity inside. And as it opens up, the speed of the air slows down, and that allows us to smell, but it also filters out all these um, particles. So scientists that have studied particle aerodynamics have realised that the little hairs and the cilia there catch the particles, but it's also the patterns of airflow and turbulence that gets rid of dust and viruses, bacteria, you know, inhaled pollutants, etc. Mm. Um, and there's also little sensors that can release antiviral particles which directly attack the viruses before they can get into your body. So first, firstly, the nose is an incredible filter, which the mouth is not. Mm. Mm. Well, I've never thought of things, you know, think, uh, yeah, the nostrils and the, and the importance of the mouth, but particularly here the importance of the nostrils in that kind of way before that you're mentioning. Yeah, so that's only really the start. Um, during nasal breathing, the nose and the sinuses have this special gas called nitric oxide that they wow. release. And it's really potent. It opens up the airways and also um, opens up the blood vessels and increases the blood flow. Mm. So um, basically, as we're breathing through our nose, um, we're entraining this nitric oxide down into our lungs and it's acting to open our lungs and increase the oxygenation. So, so there's it's a filter. It's got this nitric oxide that it produces. Mm. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. I, I'm, I'm just thinking that like you, our nose is producing nitric oxide, filtering everything out. And ultimately is, is that then like what I'm seeing is like, if we're breathing through our mouth then we're not getting that filtration and then we're more susceptible to diseases and, you know, things going Absolutely. wrong. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, coming to the holes in the teeth, I mentioned before mm. uh, that um, we, breathe in 10,000 litres of air a day. Mm. If we breathe through our mouth, this huge quantity of air passes through our mouth and it causes a lot of evaporation. Mm. And we you know, can see dry or cracked lips, um, but it also dries out the inside of our mouth and mm. the saliva is there for a purpose. Um, mm. it, it keeps our mouth neutral and mm. it protects the enamel um, of our teeth. So if we breathe through our mouth, we're going to be at much greater risk of holes in our teeth because um, the, the saliva is not there and it'll just strip away the enamel. So this is the problem that when, we, when we're having a dry mouth that is then affecting our teeth in a really negative way, it's not getting like the right lubrication and, and uh, yeah, to stay healthy, and then that's leaving us in a really you know, difficult place where we're having teeth problems and whatnot. But ultimately, we've got another option that, you know, if we can kind of reflect a little mm -hmm. bit biblically, that's been given to us by God so that we can stay healthy and our mouths can stay, can stay well. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but interestingly, as I was researching this topic, it, it goes further than we've talked about filtration and the mm. nitric oxide, we've talked about our teeth and, and so on. But um, when we're children, if we breathe through our nose or our mouth, it actually changes the shape of our face. Wow. Which True. is it's phenomenal. Yeah. So faces of habitual mouth breathers tend to be a bit longer and their sinuses aren't as well developed mm. and their, their jaws will 
will all have a different shape as well. Um, so I want, uh, you know, uh, so that's, so that's, that's really fascinating. Yeah. If I can just ask you right there, Dr. Jackson, mm-hmm. why, you know, why is the face, the, the jaw different, you know, if they're mouth breathers? Yeah. So when you take a, we'll get everyone to take a breath in through their nose and you notice that your tongue will rest on the roof of your mouth mm, when does. you do that. Yep. If you take a breath in through your mouth, then it rests on the floor of your mouth. Wow. So having the tongue there at the top actually changes the shape of your teeth. Um, you'll also notice that there's a lot more resistance when you breathe in through your nose mm-hmm. as well. It's a lot slower. Um, and we'll come to this in a minute. But that resistance puts pressure on the sinuses. And so that'll expand your sinuses and, and change, as I was saying, yeah, change the shape of your mid-face. Really interesting um, anecdote. In the 1860s, a man by the name of George Caitlin published a book. Firstly, it was called The Breath of Life. And then it was changed to Shut Your Mouth and Save Your Life. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> this guy. Interesting. This- I think, I think that, yeah. that, that, that would have been far more catchy for people as well, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And this guy's um, interest was in portraits of Native Americans. He was a lawyer, but he was an artist as well. And what he observed as he travelled around in the 1800s there was that the mothers of the Native American um, infants repeatedly closed their mouths while they were while they was you know in uh, had them open to instil nasal breathing as a habit. And this was because the American Indians believed that it made an individual weak and caused disease. So it was instilled in their in their culture um, back then, and, and that's what prompted him to write this book. That's actually phenomenal, isn't it, really, when you think about it? Mm. And, our, and our faces actually literally change shape as they're actually developing. Um, yeah, as we're developing, our faces are changing. I would never yeah. have thought of, it, thought of it in that way. Well, so well, how else does it? Yeah, I was just going to follow that thought through, Danuta. So, again, if we get our um, listeners to take a, a, a breath in through their nose right now, you'll notice that more 50% more resistance, in fact, mm. um, and it slows down as we breathe out and improves our oxygenation. But also what that does is it engages our diaphragm. So if we take in um, some breaths through our mouth, five breaths, You'll notice that it's your chest muscles that move mm-hmm. uh, and then take in five breaths through your nose and you'll notice that it's your diaphragm that's moving down and it's a lot more um, slow, your, your breathing rate. Um, you also notice that it changes your posture as well um, when you breathe down in through your nose, down with your, your diaphragm. Mm, it does so much. You know, like we're just taller and straighter in every way, aren't we? Then, in some ways. Mm. So, I mean, that, mm. that's so true. I'm just thinking. I'm never going to be thinking about my breathing in the same way as I have before. It's going to be <laughs> a whole new way. Yeah. So, you know, mm. taking that 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 breath through the mouth and then then deep breaths, you know, through the nose is really important, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And when we breathe with our diaphragms, it's it's incredible. Scientists have discovered a set of pacemaker cells in our midbrain that switch off the the fight or flight response mm. um, and switch on the relaxed calming parasympathetic response so when we're feeling stressed or anxious this is a really great tip we can breathe in through our nose concentrating on slowing our breathing rate down you know counting perhaps to seven as we breathe in mm. and seven as we breathe out and bringing our respiratory rate 
down low. It's just guaranteed to to relax us. And breathing this way habitually really, you know, leaves us in a calm state. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. And not only does it like calm us, but it actually enables performance, like in, in heaps of different things. I actually, uh, I've done some, you know, I've done a fair bit of exercise and whatnot in my life. And that was a huge thing that I worked on with some of my coaches was my breathing. We would run the, like the straps that run over your nose and give you a little bit more like os, uh, you're not like pull your nostrils up All a right. little bit so that you would you <laughs> give it a little bit more volume. Be- well, because it was recognized as like, oh, what? Yeah. Why don't you just breathe through your mouth? And it's like, no, nostril breathing is like mm. the way to go, you know, intaking mm. through the nose when running or whatever. But then even like now I'm, I'm not, so, you know, I'm not exercising as much, but I actually, I do a fair bit of, you know, uh, stuff as, as a musician and singing and whatnot and breathing exercises have been a huge thing to improve my singing actually. Mm, like, and, and practicing much. counting while breathing and, and it's like, yeah, to enable performance in so many spaces and like you said, to relax and even just to have good your your brain just running well. This is something that we talk about with our mental health expert, Jennifer Skews, you know, to have peak academic performance. If you can mm. breathe well. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You're killing it. Well, yeah. and it. And it is a relaxer too. I used to do voice therapy uh, with a lot of my, my patients when I was a speech pathologist and breathing was a crucial part that we actually looked at too. But I must say I never thought about it affecting teeth in the way that you mentioned. But certainly, you know, when I actually got them to do the breathing, the deep diaphragmatic breathing, it actually changed a lot of stuff and also improved their voice when they weren't taking breath through their mouth and that were actually loud breaths, especially when they were actually singing because it would dry out their vocal cords and make things worse. So, mm-hmm. Well, I, I hadn't realised it was it was so huge and affected us in so many different ways either until we unpack this. Mm. But I'd really just like to leave our listeners perhaps with one final thought and that's the, that it was God that breathed the first breath into man. Yes. Mm. And, you Love know, it. it's him that lovingly sustains and fills us. So our physical breath is really a constant reminder of the promise of the Holy Spirit, you know, who will transform us, just like we talked about the way the, the breath transforms and, and shapes us as well. Love that. And Dr. Justin Jackson, thank you so much. Your segments are always so inspiring. And I think we will think of our breaths in quite different ways. And certainly it will take us back to the verse where, you know, God breathed the breath of life into Adam as well. So just absolutely fantastic. Mm, Thanks so much. (laughs) No problem. Thanks, Denita. Thanks Thanks so much. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.